0: And welcome to The Beacons Are Lit, a Lord of the Rings podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and tonight I am joined by Stacy Lyons. Hello. Matt Garen. Hello. And Kelly Conrad. Hello. Yes, this fellowship has assembled to discuss the Rings of Power. This is our first Rings of Power centric episode. We've discussed it throughout the last five years when we were talking about the films the Fellowship of the Ring and the Two Towers. It hasn't been five years, but it's felt that way, the way that we've broken it up and really milked every last second that we could. Um, but we haven't devoted a single solitary episode to the Rings of Power. So I wanted to do that before we uh, start talking about the show as it airs. Uh, before we begin that discussion, I do want to mention that if you are listening to this podcast and have uh, are listening on an app in which you can review this podcast, please do so. It helps people find us uh, and increase increases our presence in those uh, Apple and Spotify rankings. Uh, rating is great, but please do write a review, preferably favorably. Uh, and Stacey, I believe you have some news on that front. Oh,
1: yeah, I have some FOTPs, some friends of the podcast. So I want to give a <laughs> shout out to Bree and Nico. They live in North Carolina, Ooh. known Ooh. since college. Ooh. So over a decade now, not to date myself. Um, <laughs>
2: That's right. You heard it, listeners. Stacey is over 10 years old.
1: (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Um, Yeah, and they found out about this podcast because I don't share much about my life. I'm not really on the socials. And they started listening on their commutes to work, and they've been loving it. And they loved it so much, they showed it to Nico's mother, who had never seen it before. And I kind of love that, that they shared it with family. So show someone who hasn't seen Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, please. Okay, oh I thought you meant they showed them the podcast and they had no. It Lord no, of the Rings. they showed be because be mom. they were because they started listening to it and then they did what we all did, which was like we have to watch these movies again. You know, you hear someone talking about it, and you're like, I gotta watch it. So,
2: yeah, if you're listening to this podcast and you've never heard Lord of the Rings, we want to hear for, or you've never seen Lord of the Rings, we want to hear. It. And <laughs> you're, li- yeah, if
1: you've never, if you've never seen it, and you're listening, and you don't have a desire to see it after <laughs> listening to us talk about it, please call me. I'll give you my phone number. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, but yeah, I, shout out Brian and Nico.
0: I don't remember if we mentioned uh, the one email we got from Emily well, I don't
1: think we on did. the air. Uh,
0: that was uh, from Emily R. We'll say, just so keep that person somewhat um, anonymous. Uh, hello, my name is Emily, and I found out about your podcast when you were a guest speaking about me, Mike Morbeck, on Rotten Treasure. I'm close with my friends, uh Nate. We'll leave it at that, uh, which is how I ended up listening to Rotten Treasure. Anyway, I'm super enjoying the in-depth discussions y'all are having about Lord of the Rings. I'm a really big fan, and you have been bringing up things that I never even thought about, like Aragorn's weird accent in the Council of (laughs) Alrond and how extra Gandalf is. Your fellowship is really great, and I'm super enjoying listening to y'all banter on my commute so we are a hit with commuters
3: yeah They're really right. really yeah. discussing some deep cuts from the universe yeah yeah but, hey ends, everybody
2: let's not go to work from home so fast and emily,
0: emily ends off. by saying i'm a spotify listener so i can't rate you but 10 out of 10
1: wow oh uh, yeah. that's a very hey, nice Emily. That?
2: Now, now that you oh, read nice. that I think you did read that before but i'm really glad to hear it again it,
0: it's nice to hear
3: it's a different emily yeah. r We've got yeah. two yeah. reviews is, now.
0: All our reviews are Emily R. That's it. That's all we got. Um, yes. All right. So will, is that I, model?
3: Is that model Emily Rat Ratkowski or whatever?
1: What's her name? Yeah. Yeah. Emrata. Is. No, she's going through a divorce. She does not have time to listen to us. Okay. It's not her then. On on, just a quick note on Spotify, you can rate, but you cannot review. Mm. And to do that, you type the. You, I think you touched the little dots next to the podcast, like, a- album cover. I this love is the right.
0: content. Follow, rate, show, it. or
1: share. <laughs> so, so just please rate us. It. If you're listening on Spotify, you don't know how. Now I've just kind of told you have, so just try to You've
2: do You've just that. gotten an auditory walkthrough of Spotify's <laughs> UI. Um, okay,
1: everyone, pull what? out your iPhones. Now, open Spotify, and then type All in right. are
0: <laughs> Moving on to the topic at hand, uh, Matt. Your first impression... (laughs) We're talking about Matt. (laughs) Yeah, our topic is Matt's today, uh, and it's an intervention, Matt. uh, I'm sorry (laughs) to tell you. No, I want to hear your general thoughts on The Rings of Power.
2: We're talking about the... Are you talking about the trailer specifically or just the show? Yeah,
0: trailer specifically, and also, let me add... The
2: new, the San Diego Comic-Con one?
0: Yeah, uh, and what you think this show is about. Okay. It's time to play. What? (laughs)
3: It's about
2: Yeah, so I definitely I, you know, I don't want to start out too negative, so I'll I'll start with what I think is interesting about this series. Um I ooh, okay. What is interesting about the series? I think uh I think Gladriel, like I'm I'm I am excited to see Gladriel like way back when in the Second Age. I'm excited to see um just like the the orc costuming looks pretty <laughs> dry but it's a look it, this trailer looks cooler
3: they're bone
2: dry <laughs> they're super dry <laughs> um i think it does look grand and like i'm excited to just like see what this whole epic scale is all about and and who these new characters are and like now numenor is going to be a part of it apparently so like yeah let's check out the numenoreans um but yeah i would say check overall I,
0: I, chapter, yeah, <laughs>
2: um yeah, I mean, overall, I, I'd say I'm deeply skeptical though <laughs> Until i'm I'm pretty uh, nothing's totally sold me that this is gonna be um, extraordinary in the way that the original, you know, three movies are. Um, but the you know, there's not much to go on because it's like so many of the actors are unknown. and so many and like the the two showrunners have like virtually no credits outside of doing like Star Trek. So I think it is cool that the, it's kind of this blank slate and we're not going in there with like the heavy hitters of like, we're just stacking the cast with all the faces you've seen and everything else before. So it's like, it's like going to be cool to see new people in such like a big, in, you know, important universe though. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll leave it there, I guess for now.
0: Okay. Stacy.
1: Um, I was... Very much in Matt's camp, although less skeptical, more just like not like super excited for it. Like I'm like, I'm going to watch it when it comes out, but there's nothing like that appealing to me about it so far. But then I read, but then I read this Time article that came out today. It's called The Secretive, Extravagant, Big-Hearted World of the Rings of Power, the Most Expensive Show Ever Made. And that got me really hyped up for it. I, I rewatched the trailer. The and no, um, because I feel Love like money it has, <laughs> it, they spent a lot on it, guys. So it's gonna be good. Um, it really convinced me of the showrunners' earnestness. It it discusses very bluntly how there was a period of time when everyone was into just like red wedding type shit, right? Like that's like all we were watching, and then the pandemic happened. And then we all started watching shows that were like a little bit more cheerful. Like, I mean, Schitt's Creek, only murders in the building, Ted Lasso, like all these shows that kind of had happy endings, regardless of what was going on and how they're going to lean into that world more. And I think that that lends itself well to Tolkien to what Peter Jackson did. And I think it kind of honors that tone. The other thing that excited me about the showrunners is how it talked about how geeked out they were about Tolkien and they would like, read passages from him all the time and have quotes ready to go and one thing struck out to me very specifically was that they created different meters of speaking for each race and I love stuff like that I think that's like really when you're using the material that's been given to you and translating it into a way that like you're going to start getting familiar with the way that the hobbits speak or the way that the elves speak or, or whatever. So I think that there is a lot of effort that's been put into this, not just money, but like genuine care um, by like a lot of the people who are involved. And that struck me as like, okay, I am excited to see what they do with it. And I really, really, really hope it's good. So I'm I'm more on the other camp. I'm more on Mike's team Mike now.
0: Yeah. Welcome.
2: Welcome. Thanks. I did read I did read a little bit of the showrunner stuff too. And I was also similarly like, oh, okay, and I am more like, this is good news. This is actually like turning me on a little bit. Yeah, yes. yeah
1: and especially because uh, like they acquired the rights and have been getting pitches for a long, long time. And there were plenty of people who wanted to do more like Obi-Wan Kenobi type spinoffs of like, oh, like let's do a Gandalf pre-story or this or that. And just like something familiar. And that all feels very safe, but like that they fact that they chose to go to like, tolkien's own appendices and use the text to source it i think that that was like a really good move and i think that was well chosen and i and i'm glad that that's well
2: it's also because it's all they have to go on though too like they don't mm-hmm. have the rights to cimmerillion right or right. to use other like middle earth-based works so they and they did the appendices. they did
1: like consult the tolkien estate and i think that i you know i think that's great that's like really where the text comes from they should be involved Mm-hmm. even though we've been taught, we've been reading about how Peter Jackson was not consulted. And I think that that's okay because it's mm-hmm. not supposed to be the same thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Kelly.
1: Wow. Really
3: well said Matt and Stacy. I kind of feel like we're on the debate team right now. Um <laughs> for really eloquent um, summaries of your thoughts and feelings about this series. Um I there's nothing you know, just vamping for I'm time <laughs> to decide <laughs> <the> time <laughs> two, 2 hours later. Um, I'm honored to be on this panel with everybody. Um I have nothing to add as far as like thoughts about um what this series is supposed to be about. I think um Matt and Stacy summarized it really really well. Um I guess I'll start with initial thoughts which I had absolutely zero interest in this series i didn't think it needed to be made i think it you know initially it was like oh this is just like they're just like trying to capitalize on this beloved universe and they're just yeah throwing money at it they're just going to special effects the shit out of it and just try to make it like a more um subdued family friendly game of thrones i was like heavily heavily skeptical Um, But as we get closer to the premiere, I am getting a little more excited about seeing it. Um, So I am kind of feeling a little more optimistic. Not that I'm not very, very cautious still, but I am just very, very curious about how they are going to try and pull this off. I do think the scope of the show is beyond ambitious and i'm very curious to see how they balance all of these things um i agree with i agree with stacy that like because i read that article too that this same time article and it did make me feel a little better that okay this is in the hands of like really really serious fans who i trust know the material material really really well um so yeah, I, I'm really excited to see like what Matt said, just the universe that they create and to see these, um, cities and these lands that we haven't seen. I'm excited to see like doom like bustling, like a once bustling city. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, that is, that's like, so that'd be so exciting to see. So, I guess there is a part of me that I'm so precious about the world that Jackson created Hobbit aside, but like the Lord of the Rings, I'm, I'm, I feel very protective of it, which I think like a lot of, obviously a lot of fans do, but now I'm starting to, I, I think I'm ready to, to dive back in another, you know, rendition of this world from Amazon. Um, so, so that's really it. Again, I, I have very, I, I can't guess whether I think it's going to be good or bad Um, I'm still highly, highly skeptical, but I'm very, very interested to see. And also I'm just, I like to see people under immense pressure and this show is under so much pressure and it's under a magnifying glass. And I want to be like, okay, were y'all able to like step above that and like create something cool and unique and, you know, true to the heart of the story? Or did you totally pull like a season eight of game of Thrones and like completely, sh- or I guess depending on who you ask, but like season eight was particularly a disaster. And it's like, or are y'all going to do that and completely ruin this? Either way, I'm like excited to see what it is.
1: The I think the same thing, Kelly, about like Game of Thrones getting kind of like almost too big for its britches and spending so much money on the final season to have it story-wise fall apart and effects-wise just be like, what are we doing? Like, why are you putting so much money into this? Um, and that's what concerns me about the rings of power going forward like let's say the first four seasons are perfect and all of a sudden these screenwriters start getting like project offers like what's gonna happen are they going to stay true to their and it sounds like it sounds like they're such big fans of tolkien himself and his work that hopefully they
3: well, stick I did, with
1: rings of power
2: i did read that like amazon bought it for 50 hours of television they have the season one through five pretty much planned out they and then you know, and there's like stuff in the, the i read that there's stuff in the first season that's not going to pay off until the fifth season is it is,
1: only going to be five seasons
2: yeah which is another thing that gives gives me optimism it's like okay we know where this is going so we're not just gonna create 10 episode arcs that where there's like four episodes of fluff that nobody really cares about you know it's like everything's going to be purposeful and moving towards an end which that's good usually make shows better I think
1: yeah Mm -hmm. and having a cap you know you don't want to go and be like we're gonna make this and see how many seasons we can get out of it and then at the end just start stretching them out or going even when it's past time to stop you want there to be yeah you want a cap because then you know this is what we have to focus on for five years and make it perfect in five years.
0: Yeah. I always think about lost in situations like that. um, Cause lost was such an amazing show, even at the 20 or so episodes per season that it got. But I can't imagine if that was a five season show with like 10 to 13 episodes, like how much better if it was to be made in today's streaming world, how much better it might've been. Anywho. um, Yeah. I agree with uh, a lot of, A lot of that Um, for anybody that's listened to this show uh, over the past 10 years that we've been recording and covering the movies, um, Um, which I guess would be Emily, Bree and
3: um, Kelly,
0: who uh, have listened have heard me say how cautiously optimistic, heavier on the optimistic side I am for for this series. Uh, I think the I think it looks epic uh the the cinematography the shots um mixing with like real locations and cgi of course um i don't care what they change about the books uh i'm not one of those people like i started reading the and by reading i mean listening to uh the cimmerillion
3: and by listening uh, and, to it, i mean
1: looking at pictures
0: <laughs> yeah and by listening to it, i mean didn't even start uh,
1: <laughs> I have the picture book edition it's really lovely <laughs> uh
0: and then, like, which it is, it, it's very interesting, but it's also so dense. Um, but I started doing that with Game of Thrones too, and then I stopped because I started comparing what was what was going on and what was what was changing. Uh, so I stopped reading, and by reading I mean listening to uh, the Sumerian, because I don't want that influencing what I think of of the show. But I'm also, like, I don't care what they what they changed. Like the the thing that I'm most worrisome about. Uh, is the span of time that this is covering. Uh, And they talk about it a little bit in the article that you brought up, Stacey. Um, Mm -hmm. The scope of time is like thousands of years and condensing condensing that down into a human life.
2: Um,
0: So that these humans, these human stories can uh, coincide with the stories of ancient beings and immortal beings. Uh, So that's, that's going to be very interesting. I think that's very challenging for, for them to do. And Mm. I think it's almost impossible for them to do in a way that is not going to have some Tolkien fans like, "Mm, this stinks. I hate it. It's different than the books. I'm out of here. So, and they, they even address that a little bit in the, uh, in the article that you brought up as, as well, Mm -hmm. the different trolls. Um, Some of it talking about the skin color of the, from the, of the elves, um some of it just about the changes uh story-wise to uh to the series but i'm really 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 looking forward to it i think it looks like a beautifully shot uh and as you all already discussed a little bit uh it's in the hands of people who really enjoy token and are, are huge fans of it um uh yeah i i would leave it at that for the moment um yeah, I I, I... Back to, i'm sorry good
1: I read the article and then I rewatched the trailer and I was really, um, I really liked how similarly took me a second to get that out of my mouth. Similarly, the, oh. the scenes, similarly and like the, nearly the, s- <laughs> <slimalum laughs> um, looked to the, the scenes and the landscapes looked to just having rewatched like two towers and like the, mm-hmm. those like vistas we saw from that movie. I, I think that they are hopefully keeping, the tone s- similar and that what am i saying
3: <laughs> No, you're <laughs> nailing it like uh like
0: kelly had mentioned seeing uh kaza dune hustling and yeah. bustling again. i
1: i am i would be less excited like i want like certain things to be similar and then i also want it to deviate i do not want it to rely on peter jackson's movies too much because i'm afraid we're gonna get like cheesy callbacks and like people being like oh (laughs) wizard is never late and have people be like oh I remember that line it's like that's not what we're here for you know what I mean like we're here for something new and we're and I want it to feel familiar and be new
0: yeah yeah same
2: I would rather like even though I am interested to see like Gladiol's thing I would almost rather be entirely like gladriel's thing meaning like her whole backstory yeah, see her thing. uh <laughs> um, perv sorry uh, <laughs> this is an intervention right <laughs> but, uh i'm even though i'm excited for that there is a bigger part of me that maybe wishes that this was just almost all new characters and that gladriel was like if she shows up she just shows up like here and like we just touch on like characters that we know from before like almost the kind of like um I don't know. I feel like every kind of reboot franchise is doing this nowadays. We're like, oh, we're going to bring in some of the old folks and we're going to mix it with the new. So then the kids come on board and the millennials are still happy or whatever. Like a sequel. Um, Yeah. But like, I feel like uh, the example that's coming to mind right now, like Rogue One did that the best of them, I feel like, where it was like, our principal characters are completely new. And here's this like just really beautiful story that establishes like this great new character. And yeah, we still got Darth Vader lurking in the background. He's gonna come in for a cool scene at the end. And like, I guess we're gonna CGI Grand Moff Tarkin's uh, what's his name, Peter uh, whatever, Cushing. Peter Cushing. <laughs> we're gonna CGI his face for some reason. Terrible choice. But other than that, like, it delivered on like yeah. a new story without leaning too much on old characters or old storylines. Uh, or I guess it was entirely based on old storyline. Never mind. Uh, but more so, patching up a plot hole uh of the of episode one but I guess what I like about that one is is that we're putting you back in that universe that you know and love but giving you just a whole new set of characters to, to care about and um even though this one is Galadriel maybe it'll feel different enough and maybe there's there's 21 other characters to choose from I think yeah. that are mostly new um so hopefully there's just like good new people to you know sink your teeth into and and uh, and you know get invested in
1: and maybe yeah. they're able to get away with that with Galadriel because it's she's several thousand years younger. She's like going to be a almost an entirely new person, right? Like yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you change every year of your life. Yeah. She's yeah. this is you know millennia away. It well, wouldn't. it does. Oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Matt. Oh. Go.
3: Um, I'll go. Uh, so I do find it bizarre that people in this time article it briefly mentions that people were upset that this younger Galadriel was less feminine than the older Galadriel that we see in Lord of the Rings and it's like because she's wearing armor like that I just don't even know <clears throat> slash what they're talking about or what the issue with that is and I think again like I said it's such a delicate universe and I guess with all um with a lot of fantasy and franchises, people just care about it so much. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see how they execute something new, something exciting, something that has- Something blue. Evolved, something blue, <laughs> something that has evolved with the times. Because I, I keep on getting really concerned about, oh, it's just going to be just like a like shit ton of CGI and special effects, which of course- um, you know, you need, but I'm just afraid that it's going to look so flat and it, it's going to no longer resemble what, and again, I'm not saying that I want it, like, like Stacy said, to be just like Peter Jackson's adaptation, but what made his world so wonderful is that it was so well-crafted and handmade and there was so much care Um, and time put into this universe that it really did feel like a slice of history. And I'm afraid with all this CGI and special effects, it's just going to look like a video game or something. And I think it is cool that there, I don't know a lot of these actors who are on it, and I think that's awesome. But at the same time, it's like, oh, let's see these performances. Like, I think a lot of this show is also going to rest in how these people execute these characters. yeah. So it's there's just a lot up in the air. And the fact that it was so hush hush, and there's not a lot of information, it just leaves it up to people to think their little faces off about how this mm-hmm. is going to go. I kind of wish they weren't being so weird about the information like I get it. But at the same time, it's like, stop, it just comes off as like coy and Weird. I'm like, just give us a little bit more information. Like, if you read what the show is about on Google, it's like so vague. And it's like, oh, in the second age, there were elves, there were harfoots, there were this, and there was an evil presence. Dwarves, <laughs> yeah. Ringo, <laughs> Ringo narrates the Google summary. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, dude, stop. Like, I I do it does annoy me the um the ambiguity of this of this show i wish they were just a little more straightforward i totally forgot to watch the most recent trailer so i'll do that right after we um <laughs> are done recording but yeah they got a they well, they got their work cut out for them
2: yeah. i'm glad you're you're speaking to the the cgi stuff ahead of me because i feel like i harp on that a lot but yeah like i totally agree like i'm like oh man just like and th- that's what concerns me most about the trailers like uh in, in contrary to I think maybe Mike's uh opinion of like <laughs> the visuals and stuff um just not not to my taste a, a lot of what I was seeing there just like um I the sky looks fake this this let the uh city looks too fake uh, in the background kind of stuff and yeah that stuff just takes me out of it um in, where I, where this- I think like it was sparse enough in the original trilogy that it didn't really bother me and when it does pop up it's like, i don't know that it, it's it was just he he managed to pull pull it off in a way that didn't detract from me oh,
1: you're, you're talking about article. a
0: um an art um what is it uh eight episodes scenes from eight episodes condensed into like a minute and a half right now so i want to see i want to revisit yeah. that opinion at the at the end uh yeah. to see how that stacks up um yeah if you still have you it fully judge i'm sorry stacy
1: No, I just wanted to point out in the Time article, it does mention that they use the practical and digital visual effects companies co-founded by Peter Jackson for this. So Mm -hmm.
2: yeah, is that Weta? Yeah, I didn't know how
1: to pronounce it. Weta Workshop and Weta FX.
2: Yeah, Weta does like so many movies though too. Wet
0: Uh Matt loves wet stuff.
2: Love them.
3: I do agree um, that like all the orcs I've seen, dude, they're so dry.
2: So like, good. throw
3: some goo on them. That's it's like, good. it makes me thirsty looking at them. We can't
1: be the only fans who like it wet. No. Like we just, if I mean, out Two out Towers there. was so wet, and we liked it because it was so wet. Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, well
1: said, so, Stacey. Yeah. Okay.
2: Hashtag wet my orc. <laughs>
1: actually, yeah. Keep it wet. Wet a I, workshop? More like dry a workshop. hey i I want to keep
0: this uh, episode shorter um but i still want i i do want to get back to
1: like, what is about? better <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's what's it about uh what's the show about stacy
1: um it's about Sauron's rise to power
0: mm-hmm. okay Kelly what's
3: it about uh <laughs> um I think it's a Focus on different species of middle Earth in the second age. um and yeah, the forging of the rings of power. Um I saw something I believe about Margoth, which I guess was like the First ultimate, age. yeah, the ultimate antagonist who I guess Sauron was like his servant. I would. Oh, okay. We're going back to what I want. Um. But yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> Generally, that's what I think the the show is about. But I I've been pretty candid about how I I kind of don't know what this show's about. I think part of that is the the ambiguity of um the create creators and trying to keep it. I think as open as possible so people limit their expectations as much as they can. So, yeah, I think it's very, very vague to me. And that's really all that I can gather from what I've seen and what I've read.
0: Okay. Matt, what's
2: it about? Great question, Mike. (laughs) Um, This one, you know, uh, all right. So, magic's been dead in this world for a long time. (laughs) And then a comet. Here we go again. <laughs> this guy and the comet kind of reawakens magic across the the land and awakens a dark evil, and it's exactly Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's from yeah. a trailer that just has the comet going across it. Um, I yeah, I don't know. It's about the forging of the great rings, I guess. Galadriel's fighting to to save Middle Earth, and Sauron's kind of coming into power. Uh, I guess maybe for the first time, or maybe he was... No, I think they alluded to him in the trailer they, they de- de- defeated him before, so maybe he's rising again. I don't know. Um, that's my best guess. I, I don't know. We're going to see I The Rings card.
0: I think they're all close, and I'm pretty much in line with that. Um, I think Mike's like, they're on, close,
1: but I've watched it, and it's wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I got the screeners. Uh, and sorry, Matt, it's all CGI. Every <laughs>
1: single bit. That's Every why they're day. so secretive. There's no cast.
0: <laughs> there's no cast. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Andy Serkis doing 21 different voices. I, I would
2: watch Peter Cushing's face.
0: It is like the gorillas, but Lord <laughs> of the Rings based. Um, none of them exist. Uh, yeah, I I think that we're all pretty pretty close uh, based on what they have. I think what we're looking at is the rise of Sauron. After his initial defeat in the first age with Morgoth, I think we're going to see flashes back to a lot of that a lot of that stuff because, from what I understand, they do have access rights to use a good amount of things from that first age. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, things that they invent, um, but I think the bulk of this story takes place during the second age, the rise of Sauron. I think he is the comment is probably Sauron coming back uh crashing to crashing to earth <laughs> i guess
1: he's and like serving a meteor <laughs> in which case what an entrance and he will be yeah. going on my you're so extra list mm-hmm. along with yeah. gandalf and elrond
0: yeah so oh, saron so is crashing yeah. back and galadriel seems like she is on like she's the only one that's like something's up yeah something's yeah. going on elrond you gotta believe me listen to me you know And and is working to prove and fight and get armies together to fight the rise of Sauron once again, culminating in what we see in the prologue in *Lord of the Rings*: uh, the battle with uh, Azedur, Elendil, Elrond, all of them kind of coming coming together. And yes, the forging of the rings of power and the corruption of of the of the people that and things, creatures that that get them.
3: So real quick, do we take ambitious. a poll? Yeah. Can we take a poll on um how we feel about this young Elrond with short hair? Because apparently that's a very contentious
1: topic. People I'm going to just quickly, I'm going to quickly go out and say, I don't care about skin color. I don't care about hair and I don't care about armor. And if you have problems with any yeah. of those things, I do not want to hear it. It's but you do a, have problem with dryness. I do have a problem yes. with dryness because that's totally just sure. like fundamental. Yes. Water is, you need it. Yeah. You don't need long hair. Mm-hmm. If you have a problem with any of those things and you're, you're just, I don't want to hear about it because it doesn't matter at all. The only way. I, I don't, I and I really don't even want to like talk about it. This is like, so dumb. <laughs> if they showed him
0: with like a perm, then I might have an issue.
1: I <laughs> wouldn't, I would, I would <laughs> just, be like, wow. Short he curly. was really going through, he was trying some new things. And we've all tried, I got bangs and it just didn't work. So I would love to see Elrond with a micro bang. Like a young Elrond yeah. with a micro bang. If like every, <laughs> if like every hundred years he had like a new hairstyle, he had like cornrows one day and people were like, it's not a good look. I think thing
3: it would really humanize like, Elrond. It would be nice. Yeah. It would be great. All that it was matters- like Lloyd
0: Christmas. He had Lloyd Christmas hair.
1: <laughs> a bol- bowl yeah. cut micro bang. He comes with like yeah. the, the peaky bu- blinders cut <laughs> for like a de- like a millennia.
2: All that matters yeah. is they got Hugo Weaving's receding hairline right. And, and attention uh, to
1: detail. Yeah,
0: you know. Yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: his very furrowed brow.
0: So the the poll there, we're we're all okay.
1: Yeah, with, uh, I think hair. we we all <laughs> yeah. agree. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad I interrupted Mike to, to ask that.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think there was any real. It's good
2: interruption. to
1: start off to let everyone know. Just don't come at us with that.
2: Is don't there care. any character from the trailers that have you all like the most interested? Like, is there a certain? person that we see a peak of that you're like oh who's that person or what's their deal
0: uh one of them for me is probably the dwarf princess or queen yeah. i'm not sure which um because we didn't really see any dwarf women in the uh in the series the movie yeah. series so i think that's definitely one i'm really interested in um this earlier version of galadriel for sure
1: yeah i am too i think that's what they're giving us the most of which is probably why but i really like her vision in that trailer it looks interesting and i really want to get it i want to dive into it
2: i think she also looks like she's I gonna want be to see good. What she sees. we we <laughs> shit on her voiceover uh uh in the teaser title trailer i think um, are they on yeah the rest of us maybe should on yeah.
3: it oh i shit on it pretty hard <laughs>
2: Yeah. uh but i she she does like in the trailer look she looks like she's gonna be like a good actor and uh i'm curious about the this dude elf the, <laughs> mm-hmm. the guy who we see like doing the most combat he gets like taken away by the hand at the end of the trailer uh, yeah i don't know who he's supposed to be or what his deal is and i also i run deer I'm, I'm skeptical of his contrast to the actor playing um gladriel Th- this guy, I'm like, I don't know about like from what I've seen on screen. I'm just like, I don't know if you hold the camera well enough for this role, but we'll see.
1: He is from Puerto Rico.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well,
3: Ismael, Ismael Cruz. Is a, that
1: is Does that convince opinion, you? Because I think that that sounds great to me. <laughs> Do you need more than that, Matt? So you can also get to the back of the line, Matt. I don't care what you have to say about this.
2: Kelly, is there anybody for you?
1: Um, I am...
3: Excited to see just generally orcs and like Urukai, all those people aside. I am excited to see kind of higher forces of evil. Like, if we Mm -hmm. do see a Sauron, I mean, obviously, we know that he's a deceiver and he's a shape shifter, but because we don't really see him physically much in the Lord of the Rings. I am excited to maybe see what they do with that and to see any people working for him, any servants, any messengers. I am I'm, I'm curious to see the the more evil characters yeah. and this isn't a person, but I am excited to see the battle sequences. There were like glimpses of some pretty cool looking, um, battle moments. So, I, I am very interested to see what they do with the with the flights.
0: yeah along those lines i'm also very interested in seeing some of the uh new creatures mm-hmm. uh or ancient beasts i saw something about <gasps> the uh, ocean the,
3: there's something in the ocean something in the ocean i want to see that
0: there's that i also saw something about um the balrog yeah. Uh, it was either the creation of the Balrog, or there's other Balrogs, Balrogs. Oh,
1: like Balrog uh, babies! <laughs> oh my Balrog god, Balrog babies! Can you imagine? They your baby your
0: come Rob. true,
1: baby. Yeah. They like come out like all lizardy, and then they look up at their mother, and then they can, like go, and then they kind of like burst into flame. <laughs> Would that that'd be the Mama. cutest thing you've ever seen? They have like little <laughs> horns and big yeah. Balrog eyes, and uh, they like have to like cartoon. they stumble around like letting, lighting things on fire and being like. And their mom has to like stamp it out
2: like, toy <laughs> fire whips that they play with
1: oh my gosh can we
3: please get a balrog family spinoff
0: that's <laughs> where the money is bezos bezos yeah.
3: apparently bezos is this time article is like a big tolkien fan Yeah,
1: huge they've been saying that for a long time and they're and like, like they dude, keep, keep saying it's like it's not about the money it's not about making this big hit it's about it's like it is, really? though. I mean, it is because Amazon Prime is mostly irrelevant. It has a terrible user interface. It is like <laughs> not like That's it's just it's not fun to watch stuff on. And they haven't had a huge, huge hit. The one they keep mentioning is the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And didn't mm-hmm. Fleabag? Fleabag was mm-hmm. Prime, yeah. Was that Prime? Yeah. Oh, that was so mm-hmm. good. But that was two seasons, two perfect right, right, seasons, right, right. and then it was over. They talk about Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and something else that I don't even remember. Is and-
3: Yellow Jackets
1: Prime, or is that Showtime? It's Showtime. Showtime, yeah. okay. it's And that's just like, if you're if that's your biggest show, you're not competing. I, I mean, Agreed. they
0: have a lot of, I've watched a lot of good stuff on on Prime, but I think you're right, Stacey. The one thing that holds it back, one of the things that holds it back is that interface. It's
3: terrible. Mm. It's
0: awful. Uh, and I, I also don't see, as much as I am optimistic about this series and I think it's going to be very good I also don't see how it earns anything close to its money back
1: (laughs) a billion dollars (laughs) yeah I doubt it I doubt I doubt that that's what they're aiming for I think it for me reading it I got the sense of like when you say Game of Thrones like you think HBO and I think like Netflix has some really really big stuff and I think Amazon wants that blockbuster that they can like put their name on and prove that they can stay relevant and compete and I think that this is that for them
0: Yeah, and it's mostly about, uh, I think the article also says this, it's about getting more subscribers. A hundred percent, yeah. Because it's not just people logging in and watching Amazon's Amazon Prime's Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Uh, It's about them buying all the products and Amazon Music and all the many different things that they now have control over.
3: Well, and Uh, since they are going to release it, you know, one episode a week. It'll force people to like if they don't have a subscription to subscribe. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, they're definitely it seems like they're using Rings of Power as bait to get more subscribers for the duration,
1: at least the mm-hmm. duration of the ring or this series. Yeah. question for you guys
2: yeah, no, you go ahead.
1: Do you guys think anyone will watch the show who has not seen the original trilogy for sure? Yeah, you think so. It'll bring people like in who it. have not seen any of Peter Jackson's movies?
2: Yeah, kids who are just like, oh, fantasy. I've heard of Lord of the Rings. So we'll take it. Mm-hmm.
3: Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I like Matt's take on the younger generation. Matt yeah, knows kids. Matt, you're <laughs> our youth outreach coordinator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm real connected with them. On the link yeah, here. Lord
3: of the Rings, fantasy, i put heard of it.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's one of the dragon, right? Hey.
0: <laughs> Any other thoughts before we get out of here?
2: Uh, I just... Uh, does anyone else think Tolkien is rolling over in his grave that amazon owns the rights to the shit like i feel like tolkien would be like what's that a billion dollar like show is being made about my shit by a corporation that has monopolized industries industries and like owns the world basically i feel yeah. like he'd be like i'm less concerned about how accurate my stories are being portrayed than the fact that the rights to my shit are owned by jeff yeah by yeah <laughs>
1: jeff bezos <laughs> who just Saron. wants to like Put himself into our stratosphere, literally in a, in a rocket ship, and it's like, yeah. Tolkien is all about like environmentalism, you know, and like the earth and connectedness and goodness. And Bezos is like flying up there in a freaking <laughs> yeah. spaceship. Yeah,
0: he handed rights over to to Saruman. Wonderful. Um, anything else? Yeah. All it. right, and <laughs> we shall leave it there. Uh, we'll be back again soon. We still have to do our episode. Uh, our final episode, covering The Two Towers, which is our awards episode, looking back on the series, uh, on the film, and giving awards such as Best Fights, Most Extra. Um, super
3: Wettest. Yeah, super, yeah Most yeah, most, super wet. most Wettest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And other
0: fun categories. Uh, and that will happen soon, but we will definitely be back uh, once the show is airing. We'll be recording on Monday nights. So to come and out then, on Fridays. Yeah.
3: Oh, sorry, Mike. Um, and then we also... Have to cover Return of the King still.
0: Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, so there'll be so lots of that. Lord of the Rings content coming for <laughs> years.
1: Coming, coming, for, yeah. you. coming Nico, for you, Miko, Emily, someone <laughs> else, Jordan, people.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll close with that. If you're listening, go to iTunes, rate and review the podcast because we will give something away on our episode where we have our Return of the King. or uh, not Return of the King, Two Towers awards. We're going to give something, Lord of the Ringsy, away. So we got two or three people in the running now. Because you can also email us. You don't necessarily, if you're on a service where you're listening and it does not allow you to leave a review, you can email us at beacons at xroadscomedy.com. And uh, that is one other way to get your review to us. That's but right. we also like you to do it on the service because it helps people find us. All right, that'll do it. Thanks to the fellowship. Stacy, Matt, Kelly. And thank you all. Bye-bye. Bye.